Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 73, Uncut Gems. Hello and welcome to another prestigious edition of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bieschke. Hello, LodgeMaster. We got Brother Lucas. Good evening. And tonight, it's been a long time coming. Long time coming. We got Brother Zach back in the edge. So ready. <laughs> back in the edge. Back on the rooftop of the arc light. Oh, like we knew we would continue yeah. to be. We made such a proclamation twice. I knew you couldn't keep that it. there be no more, no more arc light visits for this podcast. And here we are. We made special arrangements because we were going to have another powerful guest on. He was unable to come to the Arclight, and so here we are. What are we doing here, guys? The Arclight, where the gauntlet lives. Oh, my Where God. the prestige this, gauntlet this lives. This as an A-list member because this is money out of my pocket it's, before the yeah. holiday season. We're getting bled. We're getting bled tonight. Premium prices. It's like a $20 ticket, which is a month of A-list membership where I can see you know, three <sighs> movies a week. You do the math. And we're doing it all for uncut gems. Adam Sandler's grand return to dramatic acting. Yeah, I, ca- I counted the movies between this and Punch Drunk Love. There's about 30 that I, <laughs> wow. that I did not see. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, how about Meyerwitz, though? Well, I did. I did. I did technically see that. Okay, you technically saw it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm lying. Yeah. But I. Uh, but no. Wait. But Bishki, any dramas between Punch Trunk and this? There movie? was one called The Upside with Kevin. Uh, what was his name? Comedian. Kevin Hart. He Kev- wasn't in that. Oh, maybe not. No. Wait. You're thinking of the 9/11 movie, right? Rain over me. Oh, that's over what that. Me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it. Which I have not the, seen. The which <laughs> I saw in a screening room at Sony. With Adam Sandler sitting behind me. What? Yes. Holy I, shit, dude. That's scary, man. That's like the worst situation to be in. He oh, was raining over you. He was raining right over my shoulder. Oh, my God. You can't even look at your watch. You, well, can't, even like, you can't even like laugh inappropriately. Laugh. Yeah. You got to keep a straight face I'm, that whole time. I'm the kind of brother. You can't even get up and go to the bathroom if you want. I'm the kind of brother that kind of flourishes in those situations. I knew he was taking a big chance with this one and I could feel his breath getting heavier when his dramatic scenes were coming up and you know he does that thing where he does the classic Adam Sandler like anger voice where he's like no you don't understand yeah. but sometimes you're not supposed to laugh at it and it's a very fine line that he walks in some of these movies and he went overboard on that one 
And I could tell he was like, uh, whoops, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I went too far. I took things too far. And sure enough, people weren't ready for that. But I respected him for it. I'm like, it, it, it's always when he takes those swings and people don't support him, that's when he gets driven back to, you know, whatever whatever his, his latest fart buddy comedies are that he makes 500 of, you know? And that's too bad because I, everybody wants everybody wants dramatic Sandler. Yeah, like people are into it. He, you know, or I, I like think, a comedic Sandler with the rage, like Happy Gilmore, Waterboy. Sure, yeah. they just they, they want the right mixture. Just not Jack and Jill. They so rarely get. Meyerowitz was yeah. I thought pretty darn solid, and that that that's not just a straight out comedy. That that's a drama. But that's I, one in thirty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess my question to you guys is because you you maybe are a bigger fans of the of the happy Gilmore era Sandler than I was but when was the last one in that mold that you enjoyed Wedding Singer yeah, yeah. Probably okay, so we're, singer. we're on yeah. 20 years then right? yeah. <laughs> yeah okay yeah. okay so I mean in my school paper I routinely gave Adam Sandler movies a lower than socially acceptable in my peer group grade and I suffered the slings and arrows for it like I wasn't a huge Sandler nut so people love it worldwide. But though. people love it. Yeah. And that's why Netflix that. is in business with him, you know? They love him. Man, yeah. so much money. So tonight he's in drama mode. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a few, if not many, funny moments in this. But for all intents and purposes, it's dramatic Sandler copyright trademark. Let's also state the trailer is four bones. Trailer's yes. great. The, tra- the, the trailer's trailer. four bones. The trailer is great because shockingly. It does not give the entire fucking movie away no. from Kit and Caboodle. And like, we've seen it about ten times. Yeah, yeah. it's abstract and nonlinear enough that I have no fucking idea how it what the be. fuck is going on. But the tone is clear. But the tone yeah. is clear, and I'm on board, and motherfuckers need to take note. Do not give away your whole shit. You yeah. hear that, We're, motherfuckers? Take <laughs> note. Parasite 2 did a great job of not giving away the, yes. the, the whole narrative in the trailer. Agreed. Too. But Agreed. there's so many offenders that just like show you the climax. And they yeah. show it to you chronologically, so you know it's the climax. So bad. Yeah, trailer got me excited. I was like, who are these safety bros? And then I saw Good Time. What had you some think? Cri- had some criticisms of Good Time. Yeah. But I'm, I don't want to dampen any expectations here. I'm going in. My with my the, jury's the still out on high. these guys. Yeah. I think I think they create a great tone, and there's a grittiness to their movies that speaks to an authenticity that is kind of lacking at the Cineplex these days. But as a movie, I felt like Good Time was pretty overrated. So I'm going into this hopeful, but I'm not like a fanboy like salivating. Right. Right. So I second that. Yeah. I I, have, I honestly, for full disclosure, I've tried to watch. Both good time as well as heaven knows what, and I could heaven not, only know. Have, I don't even know, but it was like their first <laughs> film. And it wasn't their first film. They've made like five or six. I think. Whatever. It was yeah. the one that put them on the map with right. the heroin junkie, yeah. and like yeah, I couldn't yeah. finish either of them. Like right. I just gave up. I was like, okay, got it. Yeah. Lt tapped out. We got Kevin Garnett, Minnesota boy. Yeah. We got Keith Stanfield. We got Bogosian. Bogosian. Bogosian Assange yeah, is back. It's in really happening with, with Succession in this movie. Bogosian is is rocking 2019. I, I love what he's what he's kind of settled into. His incarnation at present is you, you could use him in so many wonderful ways. And I hope that the Bogosian Assange continues unabated. Yeah. You know what's great about Bogosian is he can 
do comedy and drama. Yes. And, like, and that's what people, I think, forget, is that he made his bones doing one-man shows and stand-up comedy and spoken word and like and he's got he's he, impeccable with his timing and like, he's got edge whenever you need it yeah it can just pop up out of nowhere he's playing new york's like kind of slimy smarmy very well right now. he seems like the heavy in this movie it seems right. like adam sandler i love bow. it the only thing i wish is that maybe they could do it digitally, but if they could just get that tight perm from talk radio back on him, like the, the, <laughs> the, the, the jet, flashback perm, jet yeah. black tight perm, and then, and then we'd be operating at full power. Reperming, I think, is the man. <laughs> is, is I will, the I will never technology. forget, I will never forget <laughs> at Lodgerversary, I think it was Lodgerversary 5. <laughs> Your I ill-begotten demanded, decision I demanded, to put on I, I talk special radio. order talk radio on DVD because like, you can't get it any other way. And we watched it start to finish, and it was so painful. <laughs> well, yeah. it's Four Bones, but it's not a Lodge movie. No, no, no. It's no not, it was bad vibe. It's not it a like, party movie. It no. was not fun for the audience to like, There's watch a time and a place. Three, like, yes. In the morning. The time and over. place is alone after midnight yeah, for talk yeah, radio agreed you yeah got, you got something to say the there? last thing i'm just gonna say i am looking forward to the last movie that looked as jewish as this one <laughs> <laughs> because this one looks deeply jewish yeah. in a way that makes me very it's red excited. band the trailer is uh, red band because they use the word jew in like a derogatory well, way they're also swearing and too. they drop an n-bomb Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Everyone's you. having a party. Oh, you're a Jew again, <laughs> but, Larry. Welcome back. But, He's but, like, it's my black Jew. Exactly. And uh, but uh, to me, and I guess let's wait and see. So sure. I'm not going to give it too much. But my 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 uh, metaphorical uh, keeper is on very snugly right now, <laughs> and I uh, I'm just looking forward because the last movie that really uh, got me this excited that was this Jewish was a serious man. Oh, and that. That's high, you know high ground. That was another a, great trailer. That, that was one thousand percent great trailer with a lot of gives you the tone. You know, the walls closing in on a yes. deeply neurotic Jewish man, and I think we may we may be in that space again. I don't tonight. I don't think it could touch that though. For, for record, I'm not asking it to touch. <laughs> for the that. record, a serious man is like in my top five of all time. And oh it's wow, a four bone masterpiece. It's Pantheon. Wow. It's I've, Pantheon I've the one sheet frame so in my good. living room. Yeah. Like that movie, I watched like a hundred times a year at least. So Especially that's, for you Minnesota boys. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yes. Fargo and a serious man. Everything's like, going to yeah. be fine. Minnesota Re- Pantheon. Required yes. viewing. It's a Bordeaux. Yeah. Jewish cinema Pantheon. let it breathe. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be checking in on your on your Jewish meter uh, yeah. on, on the way out. It's my mitzvah scale, I think. Is <laughs> mitzvah <laughs> scale. We got the Marwin scale, the yeah. mitzvah scale. That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll update on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go cut these gems. All right, Mishpuka. Love and light. I'm Love coming out of the booth. I don't roll snake guys, I don't roll with fake dudes, I don't roll with fake guys. Gamble on your boy, it's a sure shot bet. I'm the best of the vets, I'm the best in the West. Give me them dice, I don't roll snake guys, I don't roll with fake dudes, I don't roll with fake guys. Gamble on your boy, it's a sure shot bet. I'm the best of the vets, I'm the best in the West. The far I hate rude nickname on him, Morton in a seal gray portion, the Gucci bucket sports. Village beach glasses looking like $200. Hey, I'm ghetto swap meat, but a well known scholar. King told me, cousin. And just let the top drop This summer when it's hot Hey, we both gon' squat Holla, holla, holla Like that dude on Chappelle
in no time, no error has before I ever fail. Off like a light switch in the down position. I be spitting, I be shitting any beat, I be pissing on. I just devastate the jaw piece of a hater. I can feed your horse mouth, cause I got a haymaker. I walk through the street like a tiger in the jungle. Keep all loose chains, but preferred type bundles of cash that could fill up the supposed the tunnel. OD from a keg, from a 40 or a funnel. Give me them dice, I don't roll snake eyes. I don't roll with fake dudes, I don't roll with fake guys. Gamble on your boy, it's a sure shot bet. I'm the best of the vets, I'm the best in the West. Give me them dice, I don't roll snake guys. I don't roll with fake dudes, I don't roll with fake guys. Gamble on your boy, it's a sure shot bet. I'm the best of the vets, I'm the best in the West. KG, better hit the shot. He better hit the shot. Yeah, we're back. Oh my God. Oh my God, we're back. <sighs> Uncut gems. <laughs> <laughs> feel like I just got hit in the face with a sock full of quarters. Yeah. Holy shit. Before we get into it. Woo! Fishy. What's that shot? From Rotten Tomatoes, from acclaimed filmmakers Josh and Ben Safty comes an electrifying crime thriller about Howard Radner, Adam Sandler, a charismatic New York City jewel, jeweler. Jewel, <laughs> jeweler? Jeweler. Always on the lookout for the next big score. When he makes a series of high-stakes bets that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime, Howard must perform a precarious high-wire act balancing business, family, and encroaching adversaries on all sides in his relentless pursuit of the ultimate win. It's an interesting, interesting schnapps. Gives you what you need. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be hard to frame this film without taking the end into account. But let's try to take take ourselves through it as we were feeling it. I think that's important. I, I feel like this wants to be ratcheting up the tension throughout. Where you see him make a series of increasingly bad decisions where he gets more and more in danger but that's not really what i saw i'm curious to see how you guys felt right out of the gate it was weird because the trailer is new york new york new york new york new york new york <laughs> and then the movie opens where where does it open it opens in ethiopia africa yes it does mm, this is kind of like the exorcist the page out of the exorcist playbook you yeah know, where it opens in I iraq so we're we're at a we're at a diamond mine. Opal mine. I'm kind of like sitting forward all of a sudden. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't know the Safties left the Big Apple. Like, what <laughs> what are we doing here? We got drones. We got we got tons of extras. They all look authentic. You know, it's like a big budget studio. You know, some some poor diamond mine diggers got his femur sticking out his leg. It's like you know, Civil War bloody, gross. These two other diamond miners go oh it's the perfect distraction for us to kind of like crawl down into this hole and steal whatever this guy was looking for because i guess that's what people do is they just like steal shit out of the mines although i, I don't know how you could smuggle an opal that big because i was under the impression most of those miners got strip searched every night like leaving the premises but, but they got it but they got it out and it was weird because there's a title card that's like fall 2010 <laughs> and then it cuts to like uh winter 2012 and it's yeah, like, like oh, really are, keep are track. these are these dates important and then nope nope they're not important at all <laughs> the movie just starts eventually yeah well they they get they get the what is it called is it a black opal or what what do they call it 
I think it's just G- I think it's just an opal. Red yeah. opals are bullshit, but this I think is just a regular opal. And that serves as the romancing the stone style MacGuffin the throughout. Fabergé and this egg. is the second film of the Prestige Gauntlet where a totem rock is That's bestowed true. upon a lead character. Parasite. And all... Oh, that? Good callback. I didn't even realize that. Yes. And all good fortune is in sight and everything erodes from there. <laughs> it's <laughs> a similar There must be idea. something in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam Sandler plays this jeweler who gets a hold of this opal and immediately Kevin Garnett is up in his showroom and takes a an extreme liking to it. Well, Keith Stanfield's kind of like the a middleman middle who brings uh, athletes and rappers and musicians to Sandler's, you know, gem district shop. And he launders fake watches through this yeah. through this kind of chintzy but also kind of fancy showroom. It, 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 it walks that line. And Kevin Garnett falls instantly in love with it. He gets entranced by it, which I hold thought- it. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. He takes out the jeweler's loop. He gets lost, lost inside of this, this gem. And he takes it and he plays a game that trades night. Trades his ring for it. Trades his ring. He, he plays a game that night and does spectacularly. So that solidifies the, the superstitious nature of this rock connected and to his performance. athletes are very superstitious. Yes. And the fact that you know it's the Celtics, and it kind of it kind of feels like a leprechaun's deal that's going on there with yeah. with this rock. It just seems like there's something mystical going on. But the issue is Sandler is is losing track of all of his bets and all of his you know debts, and he's losing track of the opal now. He's trying to get it back. He pawns KG's championship ring instantly. Yes, <laughs> to cover to cover all this other bullshit. So he's he's walking around, you know, with all the talk of a dramatic turn for Sandler. This is uh, basically a comedic role for him. Like I don't, there's there's dramatic elements, of course, and he's stressed out all the time. But he's playing it real, though, man. He's not. I mean, he's it's big, it's hilarious and tense as hell. But this is not a little Nicky performance. No, know? no, no. Like, no, <laughs> nobody's invoking little Nicky here. But I wouldn't say that this is a. You know, he's not getting nominated for this. He's not getting nominated for best actor in a dramatic motion picture from the Golden Globes. For nobody, unless he is. But uh, Bishki, what were you, what were you thinking? Um, I don't know about these safties. <laughs> it was like a two-hour and fifteen-minute climax, and I just get exhausted. I it was very long. I, I like. I looked at my watch an hour and fifteen minutes in, and was like, "Fuck, we have another hour." <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I just when when I, I think this movie might have set the record for f words. I I honestly think. Uh oh. Like, you get you getting prude on I'm not, us. I'm not. I'm not being a prude. I'm just saying <laughs> the Christian Science Monitor in the back seat. I'm just saying <laughs> when the dialogue resorts to "fuck you," no "fuck you," no "fuck you," no "fuck," you, no, fuck you, you know, just I just you tune not, out. You there's nothing over. dramatic for me there. That's that gem district life, though, man. I, no, I I'm I'm I mean I understand. I don't. I'm not bothered with. You know that many f bombs. You just wanted there to be something else I just, going on. It's with just. Them. I think it's a distraction from the fact that it's kind of like just a 
the conflict seems contrived a lot of times. Sure. Like, like in, in you know, like I mean, certain conflict between like the the over you know Bogosian and Sandler is real, but then when he's like yelling at just random people on the like. <laughs> well, a lot well, of this, a lot of this is going to depend, and a lot of this coasts on your entertainment value that you derive from watching Sandler flail around in this scenario. And if you don't really have that, you will, this will be a root canal for you. It will be torturous, but if you're with them and you're entertained by it, it'll take you a long way. So it doesn't sound like you were fully on board with them. And I get that. Like this movie is going to be divisive. It's one hell. note, man. It's fucking one note. It starts at 10. It stays at 10. It ends <laughs> at 10. It's, it's one note. I, I had Zach to the left of me having a joyous time. <laughs> and then I had Lucas doing his deep sigh seize up maybe like 40 minutes into it. And he was hurting. He was hurting. So I was having this hot and cold on either side of me. And it was it was actually quite thrilling. The fire and ice ball. It was great. I felt both of it. And I could see where both of you were coming from as well. So very interesting viewing experience. I think what my issue with it was is that we're not really – there's not really a goal. Like the goal is to make money to win – well, he's got to pay off his debts to pay so off that he his, doesn't get fucking killed. That's to, his goal. To pay I mean, off <laughs> his debts, yes, but it's like if you're going to have something as silly as a magical rock that's that's in, in the mix, it's like give me an island retreat that him and his girl are trying to get to. If we just pull off this one last big score, give me, give me a little something because – what I'm what I'm left with is if they do make a big score, he's just gonna fuck it up again. Like he's incompetent. Yeah, he's yeah. incompetent. Mm-hmm. I don't ever believe in him. Yeah, like they never give us a win. He he almost has a win, but Bogosian, who is chilling as his brother-in-law slash bookie. I thought that was really just a timeout. Quickly, how the reveal that the guy that's coming after him is actually his brother-in-law was great. They reveal that at Passover. It totally landed. No, it didn't. Absolutely, no, it, it would have landed so much harder if he was at Passover. They were doing the prayer. There's a knock at the door, and then Eric Bogosian walks in, and then Adam Sandler kind of freezes up, and the audience is like, "Oh my God, is he? Is this happening right now?" And then they like, "Oh hey, we saved a seat for you." And he They're a lot more he's casual. Describing instead, almost he's already the at the table. There's thing. no tension. No, it lands flat for you. It's bad filmmaking. <laughs> and one of the brothers is the editor too, which is shocking to me because it's like you could have cut out 45 minutes from this movie. I think it did land and I kind of was thrilled at the casualness of how they revealed it. But how I think it would have landed harder is if Bogosian and his goons were a little more threatening. Like they did rough him up. They did strip him naked and put him in his trunk. But should have cut one of his fingers off. Come on, what exactly. are we doing? Exactly. What are we doing? I need kind of lurking all the time. I needed like. to feel way more of a threat from those guys. It yeah. felt like he could he could string them along quite easily. Like he knows kind of the song and dance that he could do. But if they had like broken something or really fucked him up or gone gone after his girlfriend or something, then when you see him at at Passover. It would really freak you out. But as it is, it's just like, oh, these two have major Undercooked, beef. Undercooked, half-baked. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're talking about two separate things. 
you're not talking about it being undercooked or half baked. No. You just wanted a I next, wanted to you wanted feel, a level up of of, yes. thre- of yeah, threat. No, but the relationship not, like that he has with Eric Bogosian is undercooked and half baked. I'm sorry. In my opinion, all you really need from Eric Bogosian is those stairs. Like I fucking get it. I get where he's coming from. But I do in the same breath feel like we could have gotten more mileage out of that because the stakes remain pretty similar up until the last 20 minutes and that's when shit really goes into overdrive which we'll get to but i really wanted this to be a pressure cooker and it was just kind of a we're in a steady boil you know the movie is on spilkas from moment one (laughs) the movie is on spilkas sandler is a mashugana and it's that way the entire time but i will say I mean, watching him go to his daughter's play. Yes. And the thugs show up in the audience, and he's running around. The guy is tap dancing on eggshells the whole time. He's pawning one thing to get the other thing so he can pawn that, pay this guy off, throw I a fake Rolex at this guy. I feel like the stakes guy. were big it's enough, like, though. The stakes were, he was just failing all over the place, and it just seemed like business ate, as, as usual for this fuck up. Uh, if this it were felt a- like things were coming to a head, his marriage was about to end, and they were about to tell the kids his girlfriend is about to have sex with the weekend. <laughs> the weekend makes an appearance in yes. the bathroom. Recording artist, the weekend. Watching Playing Sandler go type. through go through the club with the weekend was was. I uh, just I just feel like this me, the but... the rubber could have met the road a little harder on ratcheting up the tension. I did not feel te- I felt more annoyed than tense because the annoyance again comes from the fact that he is incompetent at what he does. If you showed me initially that he's a swinging dick wheeler dealer, well, hitting bets, doing it right, hold on, and then he hits. It's a hard Hold patch. on, he he in in Act One he wins that big first fucking bet, yeah. but Bogosian fucks him over yes. and stopped the bet because he owed him the money. That's and he went not to a win. Bookie. That's not a win. It, it was enough of a win to show you this guy knows how to keep the game a- alive. Yeah, it, it was ass backwards for me, so I didn't really care. He he was a fuck up, and I couldn't root for him. I just couldn't. I was rooting for him. That was tough. It was tough for me because yeah, it is there was, Adam there Sandler. Was this, there was this couple coming out of the theater just now, and it was a girl and a guy. An anecdotal couple report. And <laughs> the girl, like, did not look happy, and the guy, you know, was getting a little defensive and was like, what, baby? It was fun. It was good. <laughs> and she was like, no, it wasn't. And he was like, come on. You couldn't have been bored. You weren't bored in that. I know you weren't bored. And she's yeah. like, it's not about being bored. It's about movies starring douchebags. I hate douchebags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I uh, second that notion of <laughs> that lady <laughs> i mean it's the real it's real kind of like watching just drunken people fight like it's club <laughs> yeah it's no, club that's, life. How, that's how i felt like yeah. by the by the end when they're all arguing and shouting over each other i was like you know what i could just go wait out in the lobby for this to die like to finally <laughs> for something to happen for this to boil over because it's just more agitating i and, really and don't sufferable i really don't know how this movie's gonna play with the fair sex poor tentious history <laughs> i would be really interested to find a uh, female movie fan perhaps in our lodge that loves this movie. I don't know no if that's going to happen. No way. No way. I don't know if there's I don't know if there's that I'm not, much. I'm not 100% on that. That girl coming out of the theater just now speaks for that. all women. I know it. <laughs> the one girl speaks for all women. <laughs> don't die on that hill, LT. I know. I'm just being like half joking. So uh, 
Yeah, I feel There's like... There's a great scene where Sandler is hiding in a closet in the first act where we meet his girlfriend, um, and she is... I thought that was going to lead to something, and it was just a throwaway. Let me set it was up just... the goddamn set piece, man. <laughs> Let him have his fun. Zach's been looking forward to this. You know, I'm the only M.O.T. in the car right now, <laughs> member of the tribe Go for the ahead. uninitiated. Go ahead. Let me stretch my fucking legs out a little bit here. Jesus You have the Christ. floor. <laughs> <laughs> so Sandler's hiding in the closet because he's feeling really excited. He's going to surprise his girlfriend. She's getting undressed. She's walking around in lingerie. And the thing about Sandler's character is you feel like he's going to fuck up at every turn. But in that case, again, mm. he pulls it off. He's sexting her from the closet. He pulls you, off some hot oh, sexting. Well, but the thing is, how, now in that moment, did that you is think a win. she was going to like walk in with another sure, man? Sure. You thought it was going to go south. A win's a win. And then she, he bursts out of the closet, and they get it on, and she, he, it's like a, it's a victory for him. He was I'll sexy. Give you that. He was, I mean. So he has very few of them. It didn't help me root. That that particularly didn't help me root for him. But here's the thing, though. It made like, it, it encouraged me a little as bit. we left the car to go into the movie. I and we were talking about Good Time, and I was saying like my problem with that movie is they try to do the Coen Brothers thing where you have a loser who tries to claw his way out of a out of quicksand. Sure. But they don't ratchet it up, and the walls don't close enough. You just kind of hang out once yeah. things get to seven or eight. I understand that maybe for some of us in the, in the edge, it. It didn't have enough dynamics. That's a separate argument. But I will say, for me, you like this was on fucking tilt the whole time. Like the walls were closing in on this guy. And when I'm watching someone, even though he is annoying and driving people crazy, I thought it was hilarious the whole time watching this guy squirm and like juggle his way through these scenarios. So I, I just feel there's about 30 minutes of hangout that could have been tightened. And even if you didn't do much more to ratchet up the tension, I would have felt better about it. It's just, there's so much of him bumbling around that uh, you can only take so much and you're not on the edge of your seat. At least I wasn't. I was. And that's great. I mean, that is great. It was, because you've got a fucking valuable gem that his life is in the balance on. <laughs> See, I never in took the, the gem seriously it, either. Absolutely, you have to take it seriously, I know seriously, you have to, though. but it was tough. And everyone's dicking him around. Keith Stanfield's like, oh, yeah, I, I've got it. No, I don't have it. No, it's with KG, because KG doesn't want to give it up. And I thought it was a really brilliant setup to take real games yes. from seven years ago, I'll real agree. playoffs, and they pay the fuck off in this last sequence, which I will get to at some point. Sure. But I, I you know, it the movie b culminates to the third, to the game seven. Yes. Uh, and it's a real game. So and it, up until then. But he's got the gem. Up until then, did you, did you boys in the back have any fun? Uh, I, I mean, is I, there any love and light to be had? Gary Shonjin shot the shit out. It looks good. Really good. Uh, cinematographer, I th and I think the <laughs> there were some great um bit roles, like some great um John Amos, man. That was John, pretty funny. Amos, I think yeah. that's the salad dragon. Uh, that yeah. is definitely the salad dragon. I'm convinced. Hey, it's a dragon attack. The 
the Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. So... <laughs> Sandler's going to his 80s bachelor pad uh, to make sure that his on-again, off-again girlfriend is cleared out of there. His son has to take a dump, and so his <laughs> son's with him, and he doesn't want his son to see his, his... He makes the whole family wait in the car. Yes. And the wife's like, let your son go up and use the bathroom. We all know the girl still might be in the, uh, in the apartment. He doesn't want his son to see that, that, uh, that bachelor pad. So... <laughs> He's he he just kind of nonchalantly he's kind of doing the Sandler mumble and he's like ah here here's my name you ever you ever you ever watch Good Times you ever watch Good Times this guy played the dad and the son's like what oh I don't care what and he's like uh, he's also in uh, Coming to America he's a he's a legend <laughs> and then they knock on the door and it's John Amos and he's <laughs> he's die really hard there. too die harder oh and he asks him for. To, for his son to use the bathroom and he politely declines <laughs> and then that's it holy shit like that's an amazing flex if you just put john amos as a as a tenant in your apartment yeah, for building. Like 30 seconds that's oh i love it and that's great great on john amos it's good for to know just, he's still alive man I he looks he, great I he passed away he honestly. looks great yeah, yeah. and that yeah. was him in the middle of the night yeah exactly <laughs> exactly Oh, that that was a that was a wonderful welcome touch in the middle of the chaos. So let's get to the ending, I guess. Like this is where I feel, Zach, you your road and my road converged and we were together as one. Set up the door. <laughs> the door into the showroom is a it looks like bulletproof glass or something. And it's been acting up. So there's a kind of waiting area where you have to get buzzed in. So there's a there's a point where you're trapped between two doors. And the doors are messing up, so people kind of get trapped there. KG was trying to return the opal, and, and, and he got stuck there for a little bit. Very... Uh panic-induced Sandler moment. That was a great that was a great scene. See, I needed more of that kind of shit where there's just a faulty door stuck between our hero and his goal. You know? Right. Like that's that's what I really wanted. The fuck is going on here? Hey, you have a ladder? Uh no, I don't. Sorry. Oh, you're, you're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. About movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie? Uncut gems. Oh man, I saw it last night. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Oh, okay, we got we got somebody here. What's, what's your name? Uh, Kevin Williams. You what saw you Uncut Gems about? last night. I saw Uncut Gems last night. I saw it with the uh, Q and A afterward with Adam Sandler. Oh wow, the okay. that's deluxe. Yeah. Um, she hasn't hey. seen it yet. Okay. Oh shet. So okay. Blow it, I'm not gonna you, blow it. But what was your overall? What was your overall uh, take? Very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Very stressful, chaotic. I almost wanted it to end. Yeah. But I realized that stress plays into, I think, a device for the film. Sure. Maybe. Sure. Um, so, so afterward, in retrospect, I was like, I appreciate the stress levels. Of, yeah. Like, it was yeah. like Mother or something like that. It's like, yeah, I yeah. just want this to stop. <laughs> like, you know? Hey, I actually um, think I got a lighter in my car. I'm going to Also, grab really it for appreciated you. the fact that um, they, they worked on it for 10, 10 years. Right. And then the fact that kg yeah. was a variable yeah that oh, they right. have to like edit and write around right. so i think Crazy. there's a lot of brilliance in it i think like what they brought to 
I don't know, the cinematic stage with in terms of execution, yeah. like camera framing, um, the lighting. Oh my God. Like Kevin Garnett's skin was just like incredible. <laughs> anyway, that's my All kind right. of overall. Like, so one out of four, what would you give it? Out of four? Yeah. yeah. I gave it a four out of five. So I'm going to give it a three and a half, 3.25 out of four. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, Thanks so for weighing in. I'll, I'll check out you guys' podcast. What is it called? Matt's Movie Lodge Cast. All right. Yeah. All right, check it out. You'll be on. Okay. Right. <laughs> Thanks, you. man. I got him there lighter. Beautiful. Well, you know, LT, that's, that's a little thing we like to call anecdotal audience participants. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half bones, motherfucker. Chew on that. I for think a few he said 3.25, but we'll round up. So the door is malfunctioning, and it all comes down to Sandler placing this gigantic bet on Kevin Garnett because Garnett's got got his uh, his gem back and he needs all this shit to go down to win over a million dollars and he gets Bogosian and the goons trapped between doors and they're just sitting in there stewing watching Sandler watch this game guns have come out but it's no use because the glass is bulletproof I mean they're just sweating this smoking it, it it feels right to me that everything, all the strands come together here. It fe- like finally the movie just like clanked into place for me, and you I'm like, feel I am like a here. gambling addict at that yes. point, where he's adding up the points. Yes. he's got the tip off. He's got he's making that shot. He's got his rebounds up. Now he's got to you know, it's like it's the mind of a gambling addict. Whereas you're just one one beat away from everything going right and you digging yourself out of the hole and you're watching it thinking how is this going to go wrong from the movie <laughs> you know can, it is you, you know, know it, it is, is. Yeah, like yeah. the movie and and meanwhile we're cutting to the casino where his girlfriend is placing the bet and getting hit on by all these lounge lizards. yeah the, the the guy who who drove her there in the helicopter who flew her there in the helicopter is got a hotel room he wants her to come up to Bogosian's got a goon there looking two for two goons her. yes yeah all the tensions going up finally finally I'm getting my tension and i'm having a good time zach and i are slapping our knees kg is howling on the tv screen amazing real game footage it's just i thought a really brilliant device that paid off having kg in the movie mounting up to that whole sequence now you backseat boys were tuned out completely at this point oh yeah for sure oh i did not care at all oh let's hurry up and just get this guy murdered already I Come mean, on, Bishki. I I was into it like I'm into like a basketball game. You love like, Kevin Garnett. Like I'm like I'm like like I want to you know no I love Kevin Garnett, <laughs> and, and and so I'm watching a sports game and I'm like yeah okay this is you know th- like I I felt Sandler's you know excite gambling excitement. Sure. Right? Have you ever put money on a basketball game? No. <laughs> but you felt what it could but feel I felt, like. Yeah, yeah. If if you really yeah did points and rebounds and tip offs. I used to bet. The resident hothead, or sorry, the the resident bad boy. Bad boy. The bad boy who almost came tonight. Yes. He and I used to bet on the Super Bowl every year of our life since we were like nine years old. A friendly bet or big money? Well, I mean, it would go from like, you know, a steak dinner to like, you know, I, you know, yeah, it was always something tangible. It wasn't just like cash, bragging rights and whatnot. And we would... We would play with the spread and everything. It made sure. it interesting. Yeah. Well, 
Sandler had it down to like the tip off needs to go a certain yeah. way, rebounds need to go a certain way, and then I like the way that they kept it clear what needed to happen, which is is very important with a scene like this. So at a certain point, Sandler's like, "We just gotta win now. We gotta win. We gotta win." And they do win, and you get that elation, that rush, in, and you, the whole time you're getting this Bogosian icy stare, which is great. To incredible. Any joy. And he, they're sweating in that in that little hallway. Yes, it's yeah. hot. That's a good detail too. So they open the door, and one of the goons just pops him in the face with the gun, shoots him right right through the Instant, cheek. Yeah, and he is out, and. It was at once to me shocking and inevitable. It, it was a good. It was a good kind of final feeling for me. I'm just like, yeah. oh, of course. I thought it also fell flat. <sighs> I thought it only would have worked had Bogosian shot him in the face. I mean, maybe, but no, I, maybe that's real drama. It's a fucking. I thought it was real drama. What they did that flat. They Bogosian was on Bogosian. out. Bogosian was like, shit. Lame. Bogosian. The whole point lame. with Bogosian was he didn't know how to be tough enough to be cutthroat. Yes. The movie's all about being cutthroat because if someone doesn't take, if you don't take the gem, someone else is going to take it from you or from them. And so, and and so he was trying to modulate because he was family too. And so right. when he gets he couldn't shot, be cutthroat to, to Sandler because he was his family. That yeah. was yeah. I thought that I thought that was really And then the goons just take they just start smashing start and looting. looting the whole place. And uh, you know, KG is strutting around in the post game <laughs> interview and yeah. And then we go into the bullet hole in Sandler's face, which mirrors going into the gem that we do at the beginning and we see all the facets of the like, interior. But then it I goes guess from the, the girlfriend won the, the million gem dollars to the asshole though, here. which I knew. I was like, oh, this is a, we're in someone's asshole, and sure enough, it was an asshole. Oh yeah, it opens up a colonoscopy. Of course, yeah. yeah. I were almost you? leaned over to Lodge Master to say, We're in an asshole right now. <laughs> you knew it. But I didn't want to like be that guy, because you know. <laughs> I do like he he did manage to avoid uh, you know, getting colon cancer, which was a win. For that him. was a little win. His doctor calls <laughs> in the middle of everything. He's That's like, when everything starts turning for the better for him. You, you know? expect yeah. the doctor to have bad news, and the doctor's like, good news, no problems. And he's like, all right. Okay. So he gets that little flicker, okay. like he might be able to pull this off. You're you know? right. You're right. Yeah. There are a couple little wins. The sex thing and the colonoscopy wins. <laughs> I just needed a, li- I needed a <laughs> little bit say? more. He goes, you know, it's a big thing for, you know, colonos- colon cancer really gets the Jews. So, you know, he was <laughs> <laughs> it was a big. He was he was worried about that. He was happy when when he got his clean bill of health. All right. Well, I'm I'm really excited to see the the spread on these bones. I can be in my bones. Uh, Bishki, let's start. Let's start you off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You were sitting a couple seats away from us. <laughs> I too. was. I had no. I kept trying to lean over and take a, a welfare check on Bishki a couple no. times. He was outside of our sphere of influence. I um, went to the bathroom once. I saw that. Yeah. Um, I always see. I saw the, when the weekend showed up. <laughs> you yeah. walked out. I was trying to get back book. before the weekend <laughs> performance, but anyway. Um, he needed his black light. Yeah, good time. Like. <laughs> I didn't lay into it in the intro, but sure. I really thought it was ridiculous logistic plotting. And this one is just kind of more of the same. Like, it's not 
I don't know. It's do you something. think they need someone else to write their script? Yes, yes, Fuck yes, dude. Yes, are you yes. kidding me? There's three. There are three <laughs> credited writers on that shit, and I bet you, if you asked anyone how many writers, they'd be like, "Wait, there were writers for that." <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, you can't just like ratchet up scenes with people just dropping f bombs at each other. Like, that's. I mean, that's just the easiest way to write a scene. All right. Like, you, to, 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 Sloppy. It, yeah, yeah. And Cassavetes 2.0. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you'll get your turn, LT. And you know, but it was uh, there's some welcome faces. Judd Hirsch is in there. He is. Um. And uh, Menzel. I audibly gasped when I saw Judd Hirsch's and it name. Lo- and it looks it looks very good. Some of the music's cool. I like Billy Joel's The Stranger just thrown in randomly. <laughs> um, and uh, and Sandler does a fine... I, th- I think the acting, for the you know, most part, is a fine job. Um, story-wise, I have major... Uh, <laughs> major... And, and major malfunctions. Major malfunctions. Good time was one bone. I'm going to give this one and a half. Ouch. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's an ouch. But okay. I know critics are loving it. Audiences probably love it. I, I'm I'm sorry. These the Safdie brothers are just not my type. I'm I think sorry. I think it's going to divide audiences, but I, who knows? Uh, Brother Zach, what, what's going on here? I'm going to keep it simple. Yeah, I'm going to keep it clean. Yeah, keep it real clean. <clears throat> this is. I felt like I was out of the loop with uh, Good Time. The Jewelers Loop. <laughs> I was out of the loop with Good Time, and and I just everyone that would talk to me about how much they loved it, I'm like, man, it just didn't deliver for me. I yeah. wanted it to, and everything that that movie was trying to do and did not succeed at for me, uh, I felt like this did. Um, I felt like this really culminated successfully uh, into the thesis of the movie. Everything came together. Um, yeah, it's one gear, but for me, the movie is that tense, you know, pressure cooker of a, not really a losing streak, but more like a hotcakes and <laughs> yeah. and this gambling addict trying to like, you know, not get caught with uh, the hot potato at the end. Of course he does. Um, but for me, it was totally entertaining and enjoyable. You know, I like Sandler when he is Meshuggah and is uh, neurotic. I think he worked great here. I thought this was a hell of a good time. I'd totally recommend it to a stranger. Mm. In fact, <laughs> I think we just met a stranger and he gave it three and a half. He recommended it to us. I will see him at his three and a half. Ooh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet that man at three and a half. You're going to match it. Had a great time. All right. Yeah. It's like discovering the afikoman at Passover. You know, that's what they do. They wrap up the matzah in a little piece of fabric, and the kid that finds it wins like a, a dollar bill. There you go. And uh, I feel like the the lucky kid at Passover. You found it. You know. What does that make Lucas, then? <laughs> Is there a uh, word? No, he's, he went home empty-handed, I guess. <laughs> Lucas, lay waste. Do what you must. Yeah, I uh, I never finished Heaven Knows What. Or good time, and I don't think I would have finished this movie had I been alone with a screener. Sure, 
you know, because like an hour in, I kind of just like, I'm over it. Like, I, I don't want to like be with these people or listen to them or go on this. I journey. felt your muscles tense up then. And I'm then and then you kind of like went straight as a board in your seat. And like, I thought like so the out. score didn't help. I thought, you know, if you use more diegetic sound or, or stuff that was happening in the scenes, it could create more tension. But with this weird Mandy S score, this <laughs> ethereal fucking really Indian interesting Mogwai score. score, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what kind of movie is this? Like, this Terrence Malick meets fucking, you know, Bad Lieutenant. But yeah, yes. I wish I wish it was more like Bernie Madoff, like you know, every person he's taking money from, every ring he's hawked, every pendant he sold, like it all is starting to come down all around him. And they kind of did it a little bit, but it was so muddled and confusing. None of it landed for me. It was all just punches missing. Like you could hear mm. you could hear the punch and it was like a fast punch that the wind would be like blown by your face, but it just didn't hit. And so I was struggling to just stay focused and, and engaged. And yeah, I got to go with Bishke on. This is one and a half. One and a half. He's being he's being generous. I didn't think you were going to go that high. Well, listen, I had my issues with it. I thought the music was also very bizarre, but I was delighted by it. I was just like, you're you're throwing some stuff I don't usually hear on top of this subject matter. So why not? There's like weird chants, lots of uh, evocative gem-like synth flourishes. There's saxophone. Anytime, anytime you bring a saxophone into the mix, I'm going to pay attention. And uh, so that didn't really throw me off. I felt like it was a little lumpy. It was pretty lumpy at, tw at two hours and 15 minutes. It did not need to be that long, especially for a pressure cooker movie that this wanted to be. And like I said, my tolerance for pressure, said pressure, is a lot higher. So I needed it to be higher. But when we hit that last 30 minutes or so, I was there and a lot of sins got melted away for me. And I hate that that happens sometimes because I do like to take the whole picture into account. But when a movie ends strong, I mean, you can't deny it. Like, like, I mean, you can obviously, but when it, when it hits for you and it ends strong, it's going to bring the bones up. So, you know, during the doldrums, I was at two and a half, but I'm pumping it up to three. I thought it finished very strong. I love Bogosian's icy stare. Sandler won me over. His relationship with his girlfriend won me over by the end. I mean, and Sandler's reading the plagues at Passover, which I think also was very apt with his character. <laughs> He's just like, you know, death of the firstborn, locusts, you know, anyway. A lot, a lot, a of, lot good, of good Passover shit going on. A lot of good moments, and it all just kind of evened out at three due to the strong ending for me. But I do think this is going to be very controversial just you know depending on on people's tastes like i could i could easily see people loving this or hating it there's not really an in between i don't think like you're an edge divided <laughs> yeah we are an edge divide tonight which is great which shows us that there is a spread to cover you know yeah i wish i knew who kevin garnett was i think i might have given it more for him because <laughs> he he seemed like a good actor you know and, he did and he, he came really, to play he really was the glue holding the movie together i think without him it just doesn't work he was the, a great yeah. scene he was the john malkovich when he yeah. does buy the opal and he asks him <laughs> tell me be straight with me 
You've been dicking me around the whole movie, basically. What did you pay for this? Right. And Sandler doesn't want to tell him. And then Sandler goes in a great monologue about talking about how you don't just play just to eek by. Yeah. You, I saw you the other night. You kept shooting. You yeah. kept raining threes on him. You beat him by 20 or whatever. Yeah. This is how I win. Yeah. And I thought I, that was just kind of the thesis of the whole movie of like, you just, if, if you don't, if you don't pummel the guy and take him for all he's worth, someone's taken you for all you're worth. And that's the kind of end, like zero sum capitalistic uh, um, way that like people, I guess, in society in general operate, but certainly in like the jewelry district. Yeah. <laughs> so someone's making off the margins, whether it's in the in the, you know in the mine with the guy paying with his fucking femur at the beginning and someone's, you know, smuggling it out of there. Everyone's taking a cut. Yeah. Everyone's trying to get a taste. And if you don't get a big, as big a taste as possible, it means the other guy's getting a bigger taste than you. And somebody's getting a bullet. That's right. I'm glad Kevin Garnett got his ring. (laughs) He got (laughs) got his ring in real life. And he got his opal. In real life and, and in the movie. Kevin Garnett's a great guy. Couldn't win with the Timberwolves, but he brought it home with the Celtics. <laughs> Love the guy. And the and the uh, like the side thing girlfriend I think winds up with the million bucks. She does. Yeah, they kind of allude that she just lives happily ever after. She no wins. Ever see well, the she goons th- following the limo. I thought for sure they'd follow the limo, but there was no shot of it. If so we've learned anything, is that no Scott one free. lives happily ever no. after, and there is no such thing as Scott Free. So someone's coming after her. But in the world of this movie and where it ends, she wins. That's where our evening ends. That's so we did it boys prestige we're back at the arc light are we are we even going to make any more proclamations or are we just going to end up here i think we're done with the arc light for the year yeah yeah (laughs) unless we come back unless we come back for 1970 there's like 10 more days in the calendar year but yeah yeah, like you know if i if i make a proclamation tonight that we're done done why do that to yourself? We're going to be back sooner than ever. In those those dirty those carpeted seats. fucking that, seats, that, that man. Look like... That was the most uncomfortable seat I've ever sat this in. This is like yeah. the additional... They're this is the plague of, of, of making proclamations against the Arclight. This is the plague. The <laughs> yeah. plague of shitty seats. Yeah, I saw a Lodgemaster moving around a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like... Oh. Yeah. Whoa. The guy sitting next to me, like... Like changed his position and crushed my cup that was in my cup holder. Like no joke. I was like, "What are you doing, man?" Stay away from the arc light, y'all. Lord knows we've tried, but we are only human. All right. So much love, so much light, so much uncut gems, y'all. Take care of yourselves. Get that opal. Get that opal. Rub get, that opal. Get paid. Shalom, love, and light. Peace be with you.
motherfuckers need to take note. Do not give away your whole shit. 